Welcome to Remember Me by Intervivos, the show about living life to its fullest, leaving a legacy, and deciding how you will be remembered. And now, your humble team of expert planners, taking the legal world by storm. Hi, welcome to Remember Me. I'm Glenn Wagstaff. I'm here in the studio with Mike Black. And, uh, you know, we've been talking about the idea of preserving memories. And this is the show where we talk about building a legacy, deciding how you'll be remembered, and really just, you know, transferring uh, those values and memories from generation to generation. So today we have a special guest on. Um, this is uh, Bryant Livingston, and he's been a photographer for years and has his own business. Um, but he's very gifted when it comes to capturing moments. So, uh, Brian, tell us a little bit about your background and what got you into photography and, you know, uh, what, what do you enjoy about it? Thank you, Glenn. Um, thanks for having me out today. You know, so originally I got into photography. I was actually working for the Forest Service and fighting fires in the summer and taking pictures of landscapes. And I quickly realized that I enjoyed and what fed my soul about creating images was the a lot of it was the history aspect and helping people document their lives yeah so you know as a photographer i'm sure there's a, a very wide variety of different types of pictures I, I growing up you know i early on i wanted to be a photographer too and you know i took pictures of animals i wanted to be a wildlife photographer and this is when i was like seven so <laughs> i would go to the zoos and you know take pictures of the animals and stuff career choice. Um, but there's some amazing landscape photographers and then there's people who you know are wedding photographers and there's people who you know take pictures of uh, you know, family portraits and business uh, photography. And I know that you've done uh, pretty much everything, but, um, you know, tell us a little bit about just that experience and how you've gotten into it and what do you enjoy the most at, out of those different types of experiences? Yeah, you bet. You bet. So let me, I'll tell you a little story. So I did a couple internships I did an internship with Scott Hancock Photography here in the Valley, and then I got an internship with the LDS Church Magazines with the Ensign Group. And when I did my portfolio there, I uh, I interviewed and showed them things, and, and their first comment was, it's very obvious you know how to shoot people or photograph people. And that told me right there that my commercial stuff, my product stuff was just okay, but I really did feel a connection to, to the people. And one of the mentors there, one of my mentors, Jed Clark, he would walk around general conference with a Leica on his, on his uh, strap and one lens in his pocket. And he'd shoot 10 rolls of film for the whole conference weekend. I'd run around with six cameras and shoot 120 rolls of film We'd end up with the same amount in the magazine. And finally, one day I said, Jed, what on earth are you doing? I'm working myself to death. And he said, I'm looking for the light. And I said, the light, what are you talking about? I was thinking ratios and focal lengths and, you know, F-stops and shutter speeds. And he says, no, I'm just looking for the light from the people. So that to me was a big insight into capturing 
the hopefully capturing a little bit of the essence of that person and that what you can feel before what you can see. And that, that helped a lot. That was what really kind of helped define the lanes that I was going to photograph for the next 20 plus years. That's powerful. So, you know, when you, when you sit down with people or when you're working with them and, and taking pictures of, especially of special events, mm-hmm. um, what is it about capturing the moment that, that really does something for us as humans? Yeah. You know, so a photograph it's been, you know, captures that single bit of time and I've been privileged and trusted in, in a lot of uh, pretty tender spots in life. You know, the beginning of life, the beginning of a family, the documentation of family portraits or, or big events, and occasionally even the end of someone's time here on, on Earth. And every year I have people call me and say, do you have... X and it's usually the last good image of of a person who's passed and because that that ends up being how future generations learn about those people or I, what I think is fun is when somebody I've got to watch a family grow up you know I photograph them every year two or three for the last 20 years and I I get to see the progress of kids growing up and graduating from high school and leaving on, on missions or college or their choice of career. And they end up becoming friends. And I've been told many times that having that family portrait hang in the home helps, especially kids, identify themselves into the family. And I, I think that's an important thing. You know, that's that's a really interesting point. We were talking about time capsules um, and the idea of leaving something that's just a moment, uh, kind of a memory of that specific time. Yeah. Um, And then you look at it years later and, you know, remember and, you know, pictures just capture one moment. But in today's world, you know, video and, you know, there's so much that gets captured in our lives that, um why do we still care about individual pictures and family portraits and, you know, the, the single, the, the single portrait rather than, you know, the, all the different media that we have. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. The single, a single image can tie you to things. Usually the things that we remember, I think we, we remember because we have an emotional connection as well. Um, so there's there's usually a memory is 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 created in us when we have a, a visual sense, an emotional sense, maybe a gathering. You know, uh, sometimes we remember, we remember a great meal and a conversation with someone because it had it meant something to us. So you know, a lot of us now document our lives and create the feed, the social feed, right? But we still need to take the time to have a well-crafted image and produce it in such a way that it stays in front of us. How many of us don't remember the photo we posted last week socially, 
but if those portraits or memories doesn't have to be always be a portrait but those memories are in front of us in a print form then we we stay connected to those people and those memories i think that's why it's i think that's why we do single event things single images versus the continual stream of video and instagram or facebook or whatever i think those are great tools but i think it's important to take the time to document your life once in a while too yeah and i i think there's something about just being able to wrap your mind around you know one one event one image one thing that you know that you can remember easy more easily than trying to remember you know more than that same reason why you know they yeah. do movie posters probably <laughs> They have the trailer, but <laughs> so, um, you know, in today's world of selfie sticks and, you know, smartphones and that sort of thing, why do people still hire a professional when they want to capture their wedding day or when they want to capture a family portrait? Right. So, yeah, a lot of times I think there's some people do and some people don't. Well, let's put it that way. But I think the importance of doing it, let's let's just say for a wedding day. Now, in my time, I've shot probably 15 or 1600 weddings. Um, the mark has shifted, but I, I don't, I think it's still very important to have an independent third party who's trained to capture a wedding or a family portrait. And the reasoning is basically the same. Let's say if I go into, you know, a wedding, there's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of emotions that run high on those days. And to have somebody who can kind of step out and not get flustered by changing schedules and, you know, just the high emotions, right? But then also be prepared have extra equipment, have backup plans, um, all those things. Because those, while everybody is going to be capturing a lotto on their phone, who's in charge of gathering that? Who's in charge of, you know, compiling that, those images? Who's in charge of doing that? So when you hire a professional to do it, not only is the quality of everything going to be exceptionally higher than the phone, but it's it's all in one spot and you can just go enjoy your time and then a couple weeks later be reliving those those moments it's not that it's not supplemented by you know the phones that's great the more documentary the more documentation the better definitely we'll be back in in just a second thanks for joining us on remember me Welcome back to Remember Me. Uh, we've been talking about capturing moments and, you know, family pictures and having a professional photographer. And we have a special guest, uh, Brian Livingston, who's been sharing with us, you know, he sh- shared his story about uh, capturing the light in people as he's, uh, you know, going and, and shooting their events. Um, 
when I when I was growing up, you know, I, I wanted to be a, an animal photographer, and I would go to these, you know, uh, to the zoo, and I would take pictures. And my mom always got mad at me because she would say, "Well, why don't you take pictures of us? You can actually show that we were there instead of just taking pictures of the landscape and the animals and everything else around you." And I didn't really get it at the time. <laughs> and now I look back at the pictures and I and I look at them and they don't really mean anything to me. Because it was just taking pictures of the stuff that I was seeing around me, but it wasn't capturing, you know, from a third party perspective, the experience and the, you know, and that's kind of what uh, Bryant was sharing before the break of uh, trying to capture people's wedding days. And, you know, as a third party impartial person that can come out and be prepared and not have to, you know, be involved with all the stress of the day, but just really there to capture, uh, you know, the essence of the memory for them. So, uh, Brian, you know, share with us when, when you go through and you've, let's say you've done a, a wedding, uh, shoot or, or you've done a, a family portrait shoot or that sort of thing. And it's always kind of a hard moment when you're trying to decide which, pi- which pictures are the best ones, <laughs> which ones are not, Well, how do you make that decision? Yeah, you bet. So, a lot of times, and this is one of the reasons I think it's important to every so often engage a professional. Um, if uh, when did you know when we switched from film to digital, a lot of people's mentality was, "Oh, you can take as many as you want and throw away the rest." Well, yes, that's true, but um, a professional won't be shooting frivolously. Right, they won't take frivolous pictures because their time is too valuable later. So, when to your point of choosing the best ones, sometimes people are going to identify with with different images differently because of their context and their perspective. So the real the real key is to make sure that those the images that I do create are done correctly. And that before you're putting them in front of people, you know, basically ready for public consumption, that they are well edited and flattering. doesn't mean they are all photoshopped or made fake, but it's easy if you're just randomly clicking to, to get people in unflattering moments. Let's put it that way. So when I'm deciding, I am taking into account the experience that I had with them. And I learn a lot of stories as I'm, as I'm going along. If it's a family portrait, we're typically not after hundreds, but maybe a couple dozen that are the best standouts, the ones that capture the, the best of people and the best of their circumstance there. So I'm relying on not just technical things, but the conversations that I've had with, with people. Perfect. Well, you know, before we, I have another question for you, but before we go too far, can you tell everybody um, a little bit about your studio? How do they get a hold of you if uh, they have questions or if they're interested in getting pictures uh, for themselves as, you know, through your professional services? Absolutely. So thank you. I've been, I've had my office downtown Provo since 1994. And um, recently, because most everything's on location, 
the studios kind of got into a collaborative space where we engage it as needed. But the phone number is 801-343-3724. And the website is BL, like my name, Bryant Livingston, blphoto.com. And we're on Facebook and Instagram and things like that as well. So so that phone number one more time, 801-343-3724. Perfect. So, you know, as, as you're looking at photos and trying to help, you know, a family decide what, what makes sense for them to keep and so on and so forth. And of course, you know, mm-hmm. you go through a wedding shoot and you have maybe a couple hundred pictures. And then, you know, as you're archiving your life and documenting your life and you have all these pictures, especially in today's world with our, you know, smartphones that we just take pictures of everything and half the pictures on Instagram are of people's food instead of, you know, <laughs> but yeah. do we get overwhelmed with too many pictures? I think we can, but I think, you know, there, I, I discuss with people a lot, what I would call best practice for their family archives, right? There's like the, you can rely on, on Instagram or Facebook or whatever social feed you're on to, to store all, all the frivolous, the fun, the trips, whatever. But I think, I think it's important to do two things with our, our images nowadays there are going to be some what i would call an heirloom image right there are going to be those pieces those events it, it could be an event it could be a single portrait whatever it is but they're part of the history of the family and, and the longer you have it the more important they become so two best practices one is making sure we print a few important things and two, how we digitally archive it, because that's very few of us are are generating negatives or slides anymore using film. So, a couple quick best practices with with printing is to make sure that you um, when you print, you print above drugstore grade <laughs> to to make it easy, right? Um, there's the main thing is you want to have prints that are on silver halide paper that's the that's the paper that will last the longest and then the ones that are very important make sure they stay out of sunlight okay so in my home i have i have a picture from my engagement that has hung on the wall our whole married life 25 plus years it's as bright as the day we printed it but it has stayed out of the bright sun. I have other portraits or other scenics or things like that that are in my front room, but that front room faces south and it gets a lot of direct and secondary sunlight. I have to replace photos in there every three or four years. And that's even with the best papers and the UV inhibiting lacquers and all the things that a good professional lab can add. It's just the sunlight will fade them. So it's important to protect the important things, just like it's important to, oh, go ahead, go ahead. You you could finish up if you want, just like it's important to. Oh, yeah, so it's important on the digital side to make sure that we have a backup and archive of some kind and a dedicated system. Yeah, why, why, because everything's digital nowadays, and most people would think, well, I have have it digitally saved, so it's safe. But why print in the first place? 
Well, depending on where you save things and, and the origination of them, whether it's a camera or a phone, there needs to be an off-site storage of some kind. You know, sometimes people will will store everything on their computer and even you know in the day maybe burn backup cds which was a really laborious process now it's a cloud drive of some kind that's the best way to do it the thing you have to be careful of is some of our drives sync and some of them some of our drives archive if you have a sync file that means what you save on your hard drive on your laptop or your desktop or your phone also syncs up right it syncs to your iCloud or your Google Drive or your Amazon backbone or whatever the sync if you take it if i remove it from my hard drive on my local computer it will remove it from my cloud so we want to make sure that we're adding to an archive that does not get thrown away in in the cloud so a sync drive versus a backup drive is is a very it's it's a big difference so, um, so Brian, you know, we, we're talking about the importance of um, preserving these memories and stuff. But, mm-hmm. you know, in today's world, if you lose a phone, you lose all the pictures that was on the phone. And, you know, it's a common occurrence that can happen. What's the emotional loss to a family? What's the importance of, you know, losing those moments um, if, if you right. don't have it back? So that, hist- that history, if it's gone... There's, there's two things there, Glenn. I think, you know, most of our phones will, will back up somewhere. I think the important thing in that is to make sure, just, just like you create an estate plan, right? I think it's important to have the passwords and a little familiarity with the archive be in more than one person's hand. So thank you. Thank you so much for uh, for joining us. You know, we've been talking about preserving memories and through pictures in particular. Thanks so much to Brian Livingston for joining us and join us next week on Remember Me. Remember Me.